and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. And today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 17 of Boy Meets World, and then there was Sean. Spooky. So this is our Halloween special. It's also our first episode of the new hiatus. And so, or during our old hiatus episodes, we used to do these recommendations. Uh, Yeah, we like to go around the circle and each uh, give a recommendation to our listeners of something that we thought they should check out, whether it's a movie, a TV show, or music. And in this case, we're going to do Halloween movies. Yes. Well, scary movies. Yeah. Halloween-themed things Things to check out. Things to watch on Halloween. (laughs) All right, Caitlin, what's your recommendation? Uh, so my recommendation is for an older crowd, <laughs> I'll say. I think all of these are going to be. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so season two of American Horror Story, Asylum. I really liked that in that series. If no one knows what American Horror Story is, each season they have a different horror-themed aspect of the show, and this one was Asylums. They throw in a lot of different elements in there. There's an alien thing. There's obviously the asylum and its connections to, like, the church and sort of spiritual serial killers. And, like, serial killers, killers, right? Yep. It's um, my favorite of the series um, as far as plot, and it's also still very scary. Not gruesome, but very suspenseful, and it's a thriller. Also, Rowan Blanchard is a big fan of this show, so if you want to make her think you're cool. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, so my recommendation of this week is the movie Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, <laughs> this is a... I not heard of this. Yeah, this is a uh, independent horror film uh, that I really like. It's really for, like, intense horror fans, especially fans of slasher movies. It's sort of in the vein of something like Scream, but a little bit more out there, in that it's about... It's basically set in, like, a world where, like... Things like Freddy Krueger and, um, who's the Halloween guy? Michael Myers. Actually, like, all those killings have actually existed. And so this person is doing a documentary where they've met a new guy who's going to do a a mass killing like that. And she follows his process as he plans out all of his murders. And so it's all documentary footage. It's, like, really deconstructive and it has lots of interesting twists and it's very weird and different. Um, Sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it gory? Yeah, it's gory. So you, it is for an older audience. And it is, like, it just, like, gets into the mind of it and, like, it may, has a lot of fun with if you actually, like, thought out how the people did these things and how they, like, picked a certain group of people, a very specific girl they're going after, why they're picking that, why they have certain rules about when they attack and when they don't attack. Interesting. Um, and all that kind of stuff. How they plan to make it seem like they can survive at getting killed by anything, but it's all, like, trickery. So I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and it can be scary at points. So I recommend that. I'm going to recommend a nice classic. An old Vincent Price movie, House on Haunted Hill. It's really one of those first sort of, like, Agatha Christie movies where there's all these people trapped in the house and you got to figure out basically who done it. And it's all this... Uh, you know, much much like this episode of Boy Meets World, where everyone's suspecting each other. Well, this is also bit, the, the title is from an Agatha Christie novel. Right, yeah. so the Agatha Christie novel, and then there was none, kind of leads into uh, the Boy Meets World. The, the movie is not directly based on the novel, it just is reminiscent of that type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But it's a great it's like movie. It's a more serious clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie, it's a classic. You can really see that it is sort of what all the things that are like that were based off of to come. Hmm. So check it out. It's great. All right. So getting into our, you know, 
first segment here. We're, so we said we we're going to talk about, and then there was Sean. But we're really going to talk about that for a couple minutes here, and then we're going to get into our production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a big something very different this week yes. for our special. We came across some secret documents. <laughs> the never actually filmed version of the script, and then there was Sean. Yes, an early draft. Yeah. Yes. It's very, very different. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's some of the classic moments that everybody knows aren't in there, but they do have actually a lot of like older references. They have like Psycho references, and they have Vincent Price references, and Nosferatu stuff, yeah. uh, which aren't the the final product ended up being much more modern base. Right, but um, I, th- I think they retur- uh, retained some of it. Yeah, but obviously there's a lot of a different feel to it. Yeah, and yeah, it's very it's a lot more zany. Um, it is zany. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, so we just thought it'd be fun to sort of perform this for you. We're each taking on five roles, which we'll get into in a bit. But, some are gender bent, yeah. and we apologize for that. And we're going to have some fun uh, effects in there for you, a good little radio show. Yeah. To... So again, because we're playing multiple roles each, try to hold on, and we're going to try to put on some voices, but bear with us. You just see our amazing acting abilities. You get to listen to me try to be a guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard. Multiple, multiple different guys, actually. Oh, that's yeah. true. And Keith and I are both playing a couple of girls. So, <laughs> before we get into <laughs> our performance, just and then there were Sean in general as the episode that we saw on TV. One of my probably probably my favorite episode of Boys World. So, uh, um, it's definitely up there for me. Yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big horror fan. I'm a big fan of Scream. This is where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm very I'm very much in touch with how Sean is in this episode. And Throwing all the references. Yeah, like yeah and I, I just, so I love sort of the, the satire of this genre and, uh, you know, all the fun jokes, the, the, yeah. mu- the music and the janitor. And the everything. great pacing. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, this episode actually did legitimately scare me. <laughs> I think it scared me, too, when I was pretty young. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty um, young. what, 17, 18? <laughs> Shut up, no. But there is a story that I was older than I'm proud of. I was 13. It was, the, it was also daytime. But I was alone in the house, and I was watching this episode in the living room. And I called and my mom. started to creep. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did become more hyper-aware of all the sounds my house was making, <laughs> and I called my mom, who was out at the supermarket grocery shopping, I was like, can you come home? And she's like, no. <laughs> Why? And I was like, because I watched a scary episode of Boy Meets World. And she's like, a Boy Meets World? <laughs> like, about 14 more times. <laughs> You know, Rowan, when she was 12, was watching American Horror Story, so... I still watch other horrors. I always watched horror stuff. Yeah. I was just never dealt with it well, ever. So, any any favorite moments? I mean, the virgin thing is a really high, good yeah. highlight for me. With the... um, I'll get as, as sick as you can without actually dying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's 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 hilarious. It also is actually legitimately revealing things about characters we didn't yeah. know before. Yeah. And the Feeny part, the Feeny payoff, like, oh, Feeny's dead. That's a great <laughs> moment, too. Also, if you're a Girl Meets World fan who hasn't seen this episode, please, like, immediately go watch it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you don't even really need to know what's going on in the... Yeah, it's, it's isolated enough in the storyline. All you have yeah. to know is that Corey and Topeka were together. They are no longer at that yeah. time. And that's pretty clear from the episode, yeah. so... Did they ever do previously on Boy Meets World? No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, in like the maybe in like I the Pittsburgh ones. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say when episodes were broken up. Yeah. yeah. Any other favorite moments? Um, the song, the oh, yeah. Welcome you to are... John and Adams High. Yeah. Um, I really love that they added. There's a knife. 
Here's a gun. Have you ever heard a scarier show everyone. too? <laughs> Death yeah. is on the menu tonight. And I'll, oh, well, we should talk about the Feffy inclusion. So <laughs> yeah, so Jennifer Love Hewitt, yep. who plays the wonderful Jennifer Love. Pfefferman <laughs> <laughs> is best known, or at least at the time, for I know what you I know what you did last summer. Yeah, a, uh, a classic similar horror type movie. of horror movie where yeah. it's, it's just as absurd. It's yeah. a peach. <laughs> so they make a joke with um, Jack's on the phone too, and he's talking about the hot. He likes the movie with the hot babe from Party of Five, and I'm pretty sure that both both Scream and I still know I know what you did last summer. Both ha- their leads are both from Party of Five, so that's like complete. It's referencing both movies uh-huh. without being specific about which one he thinks is hot. Except Jennifer Love, he- Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Yeah, is, is, says the name of the other actress. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean her? Yeah, not herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> Neve uh, Campbell is the other actress. It's in- so worth noting is that Jennifer Love uh, Hewitt and Will Ferdell at the time are actually dating in real life. Yep. And they've done a couple other things together. Uh, Hence the intense makeout scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great moment. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, also, another thing that I love about this episode is the repeated use of the joke of, oh, just like in the movie, blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. Um, and it's exactly the same yeah. as the words. And yeah, yeah I love, I love, the face do it so many times and it's always funny. And when yeah. Feeney does it at the end, I think it's great right. too. And then also, I mean, a great thing about this episode is that it's all based around the core dramatic thing of how Sean feels about what's going on with Cory and Topanga. Right. So it's not just like a soulless, stupid episode that is... Where he's subconscious. Yeah. You're projecting his struggle yeah. onto the episode. Yeah. So I think that works really well, that it's all based around that. You know, the, the craziness is all based around the drama of the character. That's very relatable drama. Yeah, it's not detached in any way from the yeah. series. Although it is when like they're getting more and more surreal. Yeah. This is actually like the peak of, might be the peak well, of surrealism. To that end, it's not surreal mm. because they explain it away except for one moment. The guy running away at the end. Right. Yeah. It's because it's all a dream, so it's technically not surreal because it's, it's sort a dream. of like a It's the same I mean, it's, it's like, no it's different. Sur- it's than definitely the, surreal, but they yeah. kinda give like Oh, just kidding. Yeah. But no, we're not. Well, I mean it's no different than the fifties microwave thing. Right. Yes, yeah. but those are all afterwards when they say uh this is around the time where we stopped caring i would say that the peak of it is is around is in season five it's it's when they have the time traveling cat thing yep. and they have the uh witches definitely it's the witches yeah. what does it um, yeah because <laughs> actually the witches <laughs> was this season right yeah, yeah. So this season, season, this season had like kind of multiple Halloween episodes, and because this well, isn't this even a Halloween in, episode. Yeah, this was in the winter. Yeah. This came out. Everybody thinks of this as the Halloween episode, but it wasn't even yeah, meant right. to be that. All right. Okay. Do we want to get into who will be playing? Oh, yes. All right. I am an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so a true thespian. All right. So as we mentioned earlier, we each are going to be doing a bunch of different roles for this uh, production of, and then there was Sean, um, and. I, Dan, will be the narrator, doing the different actions that the characters undertake during this thing. Um, I'm also going to be Sean, and Angela is the other character I'm doing. And so then Keith and I are both the female voice. Very ethereal. Yep. Keith is also... I'm also being Corey Matthews. George Hamilton Feeney. Detention, Mr. Matthews. And Jack Hunter. You know... I'm also doing the scream voice. Do you like scary movies? And Amy Matthews. And I'm doing Topanga. And Bobby, who became Kenny in the latest version. I'm doing Eric Matthews. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Morgan. 
And Alan. <laughs> and Alan Matthews. And I'm doing Alan, okay? <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> and Alan Matthews. Yep. So, as you can tell, it might get kind of confusing knowing who is who during this amazing production. Uh, so we recommend we're going to put the script into our blog post and on Twitter so that you can sort of follow along if you want. It might this... sound like we're talking to ourselves at points. I think there's a point where I'm three different people in a conversation. Yeah. We don't have <laughs> enough friends to actually bring in. <laughs> we just, we didn't want to bring anyone new in and scare you guys right before the holidays too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. So please enjoy this unabridged production of And Then There Was Sean. The original script. When the spawn meets world, spawn meets world, Interior, school hallway, afternoon, day one. Corey and Sean are getting stuff out of their lockers. But you don't have a million dollars. Not your concern. Just answer. If I give you a million bucks, will you pack things up with Topanga? I'm not the one that needs selling pod. Talk to her. Already did. She said no to two million. She did? Hey, how come she gets two million? What difference does it make? I don't have lunch money. <laughs> they head towards class. A janitor is mopping the floor. Look, Sean, I know me and Topanga not being together upsets you. It's not exactly a party for me either, but you've got to leave it alone. Focus on something more pleasant. You know, like the space program. <laughs> you don't get it, do you, Cor? You and Topanga being together is the one constant in my life. I can't just leave it alone. But you're giving me a headache. Oh, and my bleeding intestine means nothing. <laughs> Sean accidentally bumps into the janitor, who's been mopping the floor. Oh, sorry there, I didn't... The janitor whips around and gives Sean a blood-chilling look. Sean looks back at him as they walk on. Did you see that look that guy gave me? I bet that guy's killed. They exit into Feeney's class. Interior Feeney's classroom. Corey and Sean take their seats. Topanga and Angela are seated nearby. Feeney is writing on the blackboard. Sean takes a look back at the janitor, then to Corey. Tell you what. I'll spend an hour in the psycho janitor's basement if you try again with Topanga. I spent a week there if you just shut up! <laughs> Angle on, Topanga and Angela. Sean's obsessed with you two, you know that? I think it's sweet. It's annoying is what it is. What's bugging you? Nothing. I'm just glad you and Corey split up. You guys were too intense. Me and Sean could never live up to your relationship. Who asked you to? That's why he broke up with me, you know? Oh, so now it's my fault? Another student, Bobby, who is wearing a baseball cap, leans toward Topanga. Hey, Topanga, could I borrow a pencil? Sean is in Bobby's face in a nanosecond. A pencil? You're using the borrow a pencil line? That's older than Feeny. They're not even legally divorced, man. It's just a trial separation. You got it? Corey pulls Sean back to his seat. Whoa, buddy. Easy does it. Did you see that? It was ugly. He was just asking for a pencil. Yeah, right. Feeney turns from the board. Are you all quite through? Mr. Feeney, you don't understand. Oh, I understand, Mr. Hunter. It's hard not to understand after hearing you fall drone on day after day, week after week. Somebody's awfully dramatic. And somebody's being awfully disruptive in my class. And I wonder who those two people could be. <laughs> not to mention that you've been way behind on your schoolwork. You ever notice people say not to mention right before they mention something? Huh? You ever notice that? 
I've noticed that the four of you have been spending way too much time bickering, and I'm sick of it. Now, not another word. Feeney goes back to writing on the board. Bobby turns to Angela. Do you have an extra pencil? <laughs> That's it! Dissolve 2. Interior, Feeney's classroom, later, day 1. Close shot of Corey, Sean, Topanga, Angela, and Bobby in their seats. Widen to reveal no one else there but Feeney. I didn't think seniors still got detention. They do when they act like two-year-olds. <laughs> they do when they act like two-year-olds. I was looking right at you, Mr. Matthews. Oh, sorry. I gotta work on that. This is detention, people. No more talking. That'll be hard for Topanga. I was looking right at you, you dope. Darn. <laughs> Besides, you're the only one with the big mouth, Corey. Hey, leave my boy alone. Feeney starts walking for the door. Where are you going, Mr. Feeney? To call all of your parents and let them know you'll be here for a long, long time. Feeney exits. All I wanted was a pencil. Shut up, Bobby! Bobby <laughs> gets up and heads toward the door. Where do you think you're going? To get my grilled keyed sandwich from my locker, if it's any of your business. Sean walks to the door, but when he goes to open it, it's locked. You believe this? Feeney locked us in. He can't do that. It's immoral. It's illegal. It scares the heck out of me. Yeah, well, be sure to tell him that when he comes back, okay? Just then, the janitor appears at the door. He stares at them. They all take a step backward. I bet he works in that look. Hey, Nosferatu, we're locked in. You got keys? The janitor holds up a set of keys. Great, let us out? The janitor stares at them, then walks off. I guess I should have said please. This is getting weird. What's going on? I'm sure it's... Just then, a map that was covering the blackboard flips up loudly on its own. They all jump, and Angela screams... <coughs> written on the blackboard in dripping blood are the words, You'll never get out alive. And as they look at each other in horror, we fade out. Interior Feeney's classroom, moments later. Corey, Topanga, Angela, and Bobby are all hugging one another. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Frightened. Help. What did you say to him? You didn't hear me? Topanga shakes her head. All right. <laughs> Will someone tell me what's going on here? Sean sagely looks around the room. He looks at the blackboard, then at the log door. He then slowly starts to smile. It's Feeney. Not to me, it's not. No, I mean Feeney's the one behind all this. There's blood on the blackboard, Sean. It's fake blood. It's all fake. Feeney's pulling some elaborate hoax. Why the heck would he do that? Why does Feeney do anything? To teach us something. Though for the life of me, I can't figure out what it is. You're nuts! It doesn't make any sense. It does if you've seen as many horror films as I have. This is a classic. Locked door, scary janitor, bloody warning, and indicating Bobby. Soon to be first victim. What? Why me? Well, it's certainly not going to be any of us. <laughs> we hear the sound of a basketball being dribbled coming down the hall. It gets louder and louder and louder until it's almost deafening. It then stops right in front of the classroom door. Total silence. Suddenly, the door flies open on its own. And Topanga and Angela shriek. <laughs> Corey bites his hand. Arr. Bobby starts to cry. <laughs> then Eric and Jack walk into the room. Hi ho, everybody. Everyone sighs with relief. Who <sighs> on the blackboard? What are you guys doing here? 
well, me and Jack had a strong hankering for some basketball. And I miss that old John Haddon's locker room smell, you know? <laughs> Did you see Feeny out there? No, not a soul. It's actually kind of creepy. What do you mean? Well, we were playing one-on-one -on -one in the gym. Naturally, I kicked Jack's butt. By the way, is there a new janitor here? Yeah, totally whacked out guy. You saw him? No, but he sure did a bang-up job waxing the floor. Thank him for me, would you? Eric! Oh, I almost forgot. Blood was coming out of the showers. Yeah, is that normal here? No! Would you all relax? I'm telling you this is Feeney's doing. Blood in the showers, straight out of that horror classic, Blood in the Showers. Now, come on, let's get out of here. They head into the hallway. Interior hallway, continuous. As they enter the hallway, lights start to flicker on and off. We hear static and strange, scary noises coming over the loudspeaker. It's very disorienting. And Sean shakes his head in disappointment. Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney, so low budget. Topanga grabs Sean and shakes him. Wake up, Sean! Mr. Feeney could not be doing all of this! During the following speech, a hand comes from around a corner and grabs Bobby. <gasps> No one else sees it happen. Oh no, then what, Topanga? There's really a psycho killer on the loose writing messages in blood? Would you rather believe that? So it's Feeny, huh? Has to be. Angela screams. <coughs> Could you knock that off, please? She is loud, isn't she? Yeah, but that's a good scream. It's Bobby! He's missing! They look around. Told ya. Eric lets out a scream. <coughs> now what? My basketball! It's missing too! No, it's not. I've got it. <laughs> he shows Eric the basketball. Oh, okay. Look, I don't care if Feeny is behind this. I'm scared. Please, please, can we get out of here? Oh, alright, you little mamby-pamby. They head for the main exit. Sean goes to push open the doors, but he can't. They are locked. Looks like Feeny's run out of original ideas. Get me out of here or I'll kill you! Okay, okay, calm down. I'll find a door that opens. Just then, a locker opens all by itself, and a skeleton pops out. It's wearing Bobby's hat. They all turn to Angela to see if she's gonna scream. I'm too tired. Eric shrugs, then lets out a scream. Ah! It's Bobby! I loved him! <laughs> no, it's Feeny, stealing a Vincent Price bit from House on Haunted Hill. Sean takes the cap off the skeleton and puts it on his head. Everyone else still looks panicked. Why won't you believe me? It's all so predictable. Oh yeah? What's gonna happen next, Mr. Dumbass? Alright, I'll tell you. First, something weird will happen that we won't see. Then the lights will flicker again, and Feeny will pop up and reveal his master lesson to us. We see a masked, shrouded figure, a la Scream, run by in the background. No one sees it. Then the lights start to flicker. I'm so good. And there he is! They look over and spot Feeney leaning against the locker. Sean walks up to him. I've gotta hand it to you, Mr. Feeney. You've outdone yourself this time. Yes, so you've raised that bar. And you know what? I like it. If all your teaching was this entertaining, I'd probably have learned a lot more. So go ahead. We're all waiting. What are you gonna teach us? At that moment, Feeney falls forward onto the floor. There is a knife sticking out of his back. Everyone looks to Sean. Sean's face contorts with fear. And he says, I was wrong. As they all run out of there, leaving Feeney's dead body lying in the hall, we fade out. Interior, Feeney's classroom, moments later. They are leaning up against the door, blocking it. I can't believe it. Mr. Feeney's dead. Feeney can't die. Oh, he's dead, all right. Yup, guess I'll have to take over his classes. <laughs> well, I've known him the longest. Come on, Sean. What do we do? How do we get out of this? 
What are you asking me for? I obviously know nothing. You know horror films better than anyone. He's right, Sean. Finally, wasting your life watching those stupid films and retaining that useless knowledge is going to pay off. Sean looks to Cory, who shrugs. She's never been good at editing her thoughts. Come on, bud. We need you. Alright. Okay. Let's calmly recap. Bobby's dead, Feedy's dead, my basketball's dead, we're all dead, 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 dead! <laughs> I know it's a shock, but Eric may be right. We're locked inside with a killer. Well, I feel much better. I don't know about the rest of you. But who is the killer? Exactly. That's what we have to figure out. I've got it! It's Feeny! Dead. Bobby? Oh, what is wrong with me? It's so obvious. Feeny! <laughs> the janitor! Of course, we need him to clean up Feeny's blood. I'll go get him. No, the janitor's the killer! And you sent your own brother to get him? Of course, it's the janitor. I mean, who else could it be? It has to be him, right? Right? It's always the janitor, just like in Squeegee's Revenge. Just then, the map once again loudly rolls itself up. Angela screams! <laughs> and points to the blackboard. They all look. Now, written in blood are the words, guess again. That's not scary. Why'd she scream? Women. Suddenly, a bloody mop falls from out of nowhere. Now that's freaky. Then, the janitor falls from the sky. Great, now who's going to clean up this mess? <laughs> to Sean. You know, your credibility's going right down the drain. I just don't get it. To Sean. You're fired. To Corey. Get me out of this and I'll take you back. You mean it? Yes, and I'll even... Topanga whispers something in Cory's ear. Cory smacks Sean in the back of the head. Get us out of here. Okay, I got it. It wasn't Feeny, and it doesn't look like it's the janitor. Then it has to be one of us. Everyone eyes each other with suspicion. You mean? One of us? Might actually... Be the... They all look at Eric. Oh, what? I lost! The killer, Eric. The killer. Eric whips around. Where?! <laughs> they all stare at each other, afraid to turn their backs on one another. Look, this is crazy. None of us are killers. But if we don't get out of here, we're all going to die. And since I'm not going into that hallway again, someone better find another way out. What about that door? Jack points the other door by Feeney's desk. The others look at each other. Has that always been there? Who cares? Let's go. You know it's locked. Eric turns the doorknob. It opens. Boy, you really suck at this. They all exit through the door, then immediately enter back into the classroom through the hallway door. They look around and realize they're right back in Feeney's class. That was one confused architect. Suddenly the fire alarm goes off. And we hear a blood-curdling scream off camera. Any chance that could be a good thing? I don't think so, but I'm going to find out. Okay, we'll just stay here then. Over the loudspeaker, we hear, Get out! Gotcha! And they all run out into the hall. Interior hallway, continuous. The lights are again flickering, and the alarm is deafening. Suddenly, the alarm stops, and the lights are normal. There is an eerie quiet. Then, from off camera, we hear, Excuse me! They all scream, <laughs> and they turn around and see a scared-looking young woman. Killer! She's the killer! No, I'm a new student, and I got locked in. I've been so frightened. Eric immediately moves to her and puts his arm around her. There, there. I'll keep you safe from the bad, bad killer. Eric Matthews, and you are... Jennifer Pfefferman, I'm sorry if I scared you all. The payphone suddenly rings loudly. Ring. Jennifer screams. Ah! Angela gives her a dirty look, then screams louder. Ah! Jennifer to Angela. Sorry, you... That's right, I'm the screamer here. The phone keeps ringing. 
Finally, Sean answers it. Hello? Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite? Sorry, bud. Bad time for a survey. Sean hangs up on him. The phone immediately rings again. Just leave it. The locker door pops open. And, in dripping blood, is written, The killer is overdue. They'll look at it. What the heck's that mean? Dad, he's running late? Maybe it's just been a long time since the killer had a good meal. You know, like he's overdue for a good meal? Oh, he sleeps in the morning grass and just gets wet from the dew. Oh man, you guys took all the good guesses. <laughs> Another locker bangs open in frustration. On it is written, in blood, go to the library. Idiots! Oh! oh. And they head off into the library. And we dissolve to interior library minutes later. They enter the library, where it's suddenly freezing cold. We hear creaking noises, as if the whole place could come tumbling down any minute. There's also a red glow surrounding the room. This is weird. Yeah, when did the school get a library? <laughs> then, passionately to Jennifer, I love you. I love you too. Are you kidding me? As much as this goes against my horror film instincts, we should split up. But let's use the buddy system. I've got Cory, Topanga, you stay with Angela, Jack, you're with Eric and Jennifer. No! Off Jack's hurt look. Oh, alright. What are we doing in here anyway? Looking for some kind of clues. Your brother's very smart. Yeah, just don't ask him about state capitals. Good thing you said something. <laughs> to Cory, they are so dead. Tell me about it. The three groups spread out. Angle on Eric, Jack, and Jennifer. They are slowly walking by a bookcase. So, how you liking your first day at John Adams? You mean, aside from the killings and the blood and fearing for my life? Eric leans toward Jack. She's a downer. As they pass a shelf with some books missing, Eric sees the scream guy, and Eric stops, moves back, and looks again. And the scream guy waves. <laughs> Eric waves back, then moves on. A moment later, he spots Cory through the shelf and screams. Ah! What is it? Oh, it was awful. Jennifer, comfort me. She hugs him. He smiles. Angle on, Topanga and Angela, walking between two stacks of books. I've never been this scared in my entire life. Duh, I wonder who's going next. Watch out! A big book drops from the shelf and almost hits Angela. Whoa, that was close. Hey, that's my favorite book. Angela bends down to pick it up, and dozens of books fall on her. We hear a muffled scream as Topanga rushes over. She clears the books. Angela! Angelon, Eric, Jack, and Jennifer. Why are those two always yelling? They're getting on my nerves, I can tell you that. Topanga comes running over. Angela's gone, I think she's dead. Erica looks at Jack admonishingly. Now don't you feel bad for what you just said? Yes. Corey and Sean come running over. Is... is she gone? I'm sorry, Sean. I'm a bad, bad buddy. Sean hugs her. It's not your fault. Actually, I'm surprised she lasted this long. I'll get you, you killer! I'm sorry. You're all just too loud. I've got to go. And Jack walks off to Jennifer. I thought he'd never leave. I thought he was cute. Eric turns on her. That's something the killer would say! None of this makes sense. It has to make sense. Otherwise, it wouldn't be happening. What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't even know I was going to say that. <laughs> the noise of a squeaky rocking chair rocking back and forth fills the room. 
Hey, that sounds like my grandmother's rocking chair. Grandma! Eric and Jennifer walk off. The rest follow. They turn a corner and up ahead is a rocking chair facing away from them. In it is what looks to be an old woman, a la Psycho. The chair rocks back and forth. Look, Cor, it is Grandma. You know what this means? What? Five bucks each. They walk up to the rocking chair. Grandma, I'd like you to meet my new girlfriend. Eric spins the chair around, and it's dead Feeny wearing a wig. Topanga screams. <laughs> You're not my grandma. Looks like her, though. Let's get out of here. They start to run, but stop when they see Morgan looking through the outside window. Hi, guys. Having fun? Hey, Cord, quick question. What floor are we on? Third. Thanks. To Jennifer. Bye. Eric then bolts out of the room, screaming. Whoa! We hear his scream stop suddenly. Eric! But there is no response. Morgan starts to laugh, a scary laugh. <laughs> Morgan, you just killed Eric. Now go home. Oh, alright. Morgan floats away. Angle on, Jennifer standing off to the side, looking scared. The scream guy pops up behind her, covers her mouth, and whisks her away. Topanga turns around and notices Jennifer is missing. She's gone! Wait, you think she's the killer? From off screen, we hear Jennifer horrified scream. Nope. Now, from off screen, we hear a strangely familiar female voice. Cory, I'm waiting. Topanga punches Cory's arm. Ugh. And just who is that? I... I don't know. Honest. You've lied before. Oh, don't start that again. Cory, I love you. I'll kill her. Topanga heads off toward the voice. Sean and Cory follow. And as they exit the library, we dissolve to interior hallway moments later. The lights are flickering, causing a strobe-like effect. Cory, Sean, and Topanga come down the hallway stairs slowly. To Topanga... You know, you look good in this light. Save it for your girlfriend. Suddenly, the lights go off and then pop back on. We now see there's a coffin in the middle of the hallway. The three look at it, then at each other. I suddenly feel nauseous. I suddenly feel underdressed. <laughs> look inside. It's all right. Look. They'll approach the coffin and peer in. Oh no! Angle on inside the coffin. Topanga's body is in there. Angle back on Cory. Widen to reveal a shocked Cory and Sean looking in the coffin. They look around and notice the alive Topanga is gone. Cory covers his face. Sean comforts him. I'm sorry, buddy. I know she was everything to you. Cory removes his hands. He's smiling. Yep, she was, but what are you gonna do? Cory? He's dead. Your Topanga is dead. I can see that, Sean. But now it's time to move on with my life. Oops, I almost forgot. Cory leans into the coffin. Kissing her goodbye? Cory comes back up, holding a necklace. Kiss a dead person? Yeah! No, I just wanted to get back this expensive necklace. Now I can give to Lauren. Oh my god. I can't believe it. It's you! Of course it's me! No, you're the killer! Am I? You've never forgiven Topanga for not taking you back. It's just like in Johnny Be Dead, where the nicest kid in the block killed everybody. Well, thanks for the nicest kid on the block compliment. But this isn't a horror movie, Sean. This is real life, and if anyone's the killer here, it's you. Me? That's insane. Come on, you're a bitter trailer park kid who's always been jealous of the likes of me. And it's you who's never forgiven Topanga and me for breaking up. He makes sense, Sean. 
He really does. Sean spins around and sees Alan and Amy standing there, dressed all in white. There's an angelic glow surrounding them. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Matthews? You guys are dead too? No, Sean. We're just dressed in white. You haven't killed us yet. But you will, you little ungrateful... Alan! Sorry. No, it's not me. Corey's the killer. I don't think so. Turn around, Sean. See who the real killer is. Sean turns around and sees Corey lying on the floor, near death. Sean rushes to him. Corey! I'm sorry, buddy. Why did I do this? Because you've been living vicariously through me and Topanga all of your life. And now that we're breaking up, it's tearing you apart. Okay, but why did I kill Feeney? He had it coming. And Bobby? I think it was the pencil thing. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Live. Live. Corey dies. <laughs> Wait, which one? Live Tyler or Liv Ullman? The lights start to flicker. Then it gets really bright. Sean. Sean. Mr. Feeney? If it's about me killing everyone, I can explain. Sean! Suddenly, it gets so bright, everything turns white, and we flip to... Interior, Feeney's classroom, day one. Sean is asleep at his desk. Feeney is calling to him. Sean! Sean awakens. You are snoring, Mr. Hunter. Sean looks around and sees his friends. He runs over and hugs them all. He even gives Bobby a pencil. He turns to Feeney. Mr. Feeney, I wasn't sleeping. There's drool on your desk, man. I mean, I wasn't just sleeping. I was working out something. I finally realized that if Cory and Topanga break up, it's not the end of the world. Thanks a lot, Sean. <laughs> I mean, it's not the end of my world. I don't want you guys to split up, but I can't tie my whole life to what you two do. And now I know that. I'm free. You're far from free, Mr. Hunter. Now sit down and be quiet. Feeney heads towards the door. Where are you going, Mr. Feeney? To call all of your parents and let them know you'll be here for a long, long time. Feeney exits. Sean suddenly becomes apprehensive. Uh, Cor? Do me a favor, open the door. You got it, dream boy. Corey goes over and tries to open the door. Hey, it's locked! Just then, the map over the blackboard flips up loudly on its own. Angela screams and points. <laughs> Written on the blackboard in dripping blood are the words, Welcome back. Angle on Sean, and on his horrified expression, we fade out. End of Act 2. Tag. Interior, school hallway, afternoon. Sean and the scream guy are sitting at a table playing poker. Sean starts dealing. Okay, it's winner take all. You win, I join my dead buddies. I win, you take off your mask and show me who you really are. Deal? The scream guy nods. They look at their cards. Oh boy, so this killing thing, is it gonna hurt? Never mind, how many cards? Scream guy just shakes his head. None? Well, don't get all cocky just yet. You don't know what I have. I'll take four. Sean takes his four cards, then hangs his head. What do you have? Scream guy lays down his hand. A straight? Ah. Sean lays down his two cards. All I got are these pair of nines. Then, Sean lays down another pair. Oh, look. Another pair of nines. Four of a kind. Read them and weep, you big ugly loser of a friend killer. Now take off that mask. Scream Guy takes off his mask, and it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Woohoo! Jackpot! Come to Papa. They stand up. Sean goes to put his arm around her, but then Eric steps out. I don't think so. Eric takes Jennifer from Sean, and the two of them kiss and walk off. 
leaving a bummed John behind. But it's my dream! Fade out. <laughs> <laughs>